You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Rambler Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I'm one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, y'all know where to find me at by this point. Uh, my AKA for today is Save Me a Plate if you niggas is cooking. Um, and I'm joined by my friend and my co-host. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Candice, a.k.a. Not So Newlywed PC, a.k.a. Beat the bitch up. Beat the bitch up. Beat Wanda up. It's time. Beat Wanda ass, because she got some shit with her. Um, but as usual, we're back. Just want to give a another thank you and a shout out to our girl Shay for coming through last week and and talking some love and marriage Huntsville and you know getting some dragons out the way. Um, we're going to be covering um, VH1 Couples Retreat, Love and Marriage DC, Real Housewives of Atlanta, and then we'll close out with Love and Marriage Huntsville because shit is getting very real for the cast. And we're going to talk about why in a minute. Before we get to that, uh, Shawnee O'Neal is no longer Shawnee O'Neal. She has gotten married to the the preacher she was dating. And um, that explains why okay. she acting on a damn fool. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't get his bitch back. So he did. You know. <laughs> he did not get his bitch back. He did not get his bitch back. You know, Um. But we're going to go ahead and get into VH1 Couples Retreat because I just want to <laughs> you motherfuckers are insufferable. Insufferable, insufferable, insufferable on this motherfucking show. And when I say motherfuckers, I'm talking about the women. I'm talking about the women on this show. Y'all are insufferable. Y'all lack accountability. And you are full of shit because that girl Rada literally entered into a relationship with Michael Blackson under the premise that they both enjoyed consensual sex with a woman as a threesome. This woman, this age woman, then got her pussy ate up and down across the world and everything else. And now she is intimidated by other women and wants to stipulate how this open relationship can work when it was a free for all initially. And the part that's pissing me off is that just say you don't want to do it, period, instead of trying to put all these fucking FDIC federally regulated fucking mandates on an open relationship and telling him how he could treat the women for the one month, one weekend out the month that he could fuck somebody else. If you got to lock the motherfucking situation down like Fort Knox, you don't need to be doing it. Yeah. I think we said this the last uh, our last episode we covered this. Like, if you if this is not for you anymore, that's perfectly fine. But leave the nigga. Leave him. Leave him. And Michael Blackson, leave her. She does not want to have an open relationship. And no amount of her telling you, well, you could do it as long as you follow a scroll, a CVS receipt scroll worth of fucking rules and regulations is going to make her want to do it. She She's no longer interested in it. And if you are still interested in that lifestyle, y'all are not meant to be together. This is the fork in y'all's road. Correct. You don't want a, you don't want a 
traditional monogamous relationship. And that's okay. And she does. And that's also okay. But you That's also okay, me. but y'all can't do it together. Correct. And I'm sick of the other women around her not holding her accountable and saying, hey, you don't want to do this at all. Say that. It took Nick Young's baby mama fiance, excuse me. It took Nick Young's fiance to say, hey, you don't want to do this. Say you don't want to do it at all. Not you don't want to do it if it go if if ABC is done. Not you'll do it if one, two, three is done. You don't want to do it. Say that. Say it. Everybody else acting like Michael Blackson is a super villain in this story. He's done nothing wrong. He's done nothing wrong. He's been perfectly honest and upfront with this woman about how he feels about traditional monogamous relationships. Not for him. She was with it initially. But my thing is she's insecure because the way she pulled them, she was she was the bisexual uh, bunny. Now she want to shut it all off just in case so he don't find nobody else that's really okay with it and leave her alone. That's what this is about. It's about her insecurities about him leaving her. And guess what? If he was to come across another woman who is 100% into that lifestyle and is okay with the arrangement he wants to have, he has every right to leave you because you don't want to do what he's trying to do. Yeah. I, I will say he needs to leave Cardinato and vice versa. Yeah. Because at this point, y'all just wasting each other time. To know, yeah, he's got to know in, in, in the heart of hearts, she don't want to do it at all. She just dangling a carrot over his head to, to say, okay, I mean, you could do it once a month, but you can't be nice to the bitch. You got to call a bitch a bitch. You can't, you can't do it in missionary because that's for motherfuckers that's in love. You got to hit it and quit it. You can't speak to her again. You can't do this. You can't do that. She don't want to do it at all. And the weird part is she got upset talking about he he don't want to close the line of communication after he hit him. I, what, first of all, in the time of STIs and STDs, why do you want every sexual encounter he has with another woman to be with a woman that y'all have not vetted in any capacity? All right. Have not seen any STD, STI paperwork, have not made sure that people have a clean bill of health. Why do you want every, every sexual encounter he has to be with a new woman that y'all don't know? Don't know their mindset. Don't know their temperament. Don't know what'll happen after the case. Don't know if they're going to run around social media telling everybody that y'all fucked them and y'all did this, that, and the third. Why do you want that? Because you are intimidated and insecure that if he has repeat encounters with women, that it increases the chances of him leaving them, leaving you for them. It's too much insecurity going on. You need to go. You need to value yourself. Put yourself first because he's going to do him and he's not going to ever be in a monogamous relationship with you. He's made it perfectly fucking clear. The ball is in your court. Bounce and bounce your ass on with it. Just hilarious. Well, just not really that hilarious, but whatever. Just getting um... You brought this man of eight months. You've been with this man for eight months. 
and you are mad that he is not head over heels in love after eight months. Didn't I say now, last week that that she don't they don't need to be on the damn show? Didn't I say that? Yeah, y'all are a new couple who are sitting amongst people who have years and years and years in the game together. And you think that you can hold this man to the same standards that Ajwa holds style P. No. No. Now, do can people fall in love in eight months? Sure. I know motherfuckers that fall head over heels in love after 60 days. <laughs> it usually go to shit because they don't know the person. You're right. <laughs> they know the honeymoon phase person that they got initially, but they don't know them. Yeah, we seen motherfuckers. This man, fall, we seen motherfuckers fall in love, heaven quotes in that, and like in in three weeks. Yeah. So it's possible. A, it, it's not feasible, it's, but it's possible. It's possible. It's not sustainable, truly. But it's possible. But you brought this man on this show and you you feel like he should be in the same space as these other the men and these other couples. And it's just not realistic based on the amount of time that y'all have been dating. And out of that eight months, which sadly you are booked and busy. I don't know why, but you are. If you include (laughs) your schedule, his schedule, him having kids, you having a kid in eight months, y'all probably have not spent a ton of time together. And so when he says that I like you a lot, we're not head over heels in love yet. I don't think he's being mean or nasty, but I think it's a reality check that you have to run the race that you're supposed to run. You can't run the race that these other couples are running because these are years in couples. It is what it is. I think also she's just dumb. I think she's dumb. I think she's unrealistic. Um, You want to, the other part is intimacy. I don't know what type of macaroon you taking, but I just, you feel like this man should be fucking you all day, every day. While being a father. (laughs) While working. You know what this is? With his regular, regular, smegular ass, as you refer to him. Which, that is, I, mm, I, I still don't like that. But, um, the fact this is you know what this is this is what happened when you get your fucking love and relationship advice from memes. Yeah. For sure. Because that, that we should if we in love, we should be fucking 24 7 That shit is a meme. And memes are meant to be jokes and, and funny. They're not to be generally speaking, they're not meant to reflect actual reality. Because girl, what the fuck? Yeah. No, but also this is this is why I think just just I don't even want to say hilarious. She just a bozo. That's a name. Just a bozo. I think she's dumb. I think she's a bozo. I've always thought that about her, uh, and nothing on this show has convinced me of anything indifferent. So, absolutely, absolutely. Nick Nick Young, typical athlete Nick. mentality. Typical misogynist, typical, well, I I don't know what to do with the kids now that I'm retired and got time to really learn how to parent in my own household, and I'm not trying to learn. That's what I get from Nick Young. And sadly, 
his so, fiance need to take the same advice she gave to uh Raja Rada. She needs to take it as well. He's not willing to change. You need to you got to go. Which if a motherfucker don't want to learn how to do their kids' daily routine so that the mother of their children and their fiance could go could go chase her dreams, he don't give a fuck. And he's not trying to give a fuck. Which not to be mean, but absolutely to be mean because I mean, one, this is a nigga, that's a grown ass man that calls himself Swaggy P. But I don't see how he didn't not have time to learn how to be a parent because it ain't like he was playing a whole hell of a lot for real, for real, when he was in the league. He don't want to learn. He got time to learn. He don't want to. He feel like that's a woman's role. He feel like she should be doing that. He want to take his time out and find himself. While we sit and watch her, never had an opportunity to find herself because she been the parent. She been the one in the household doing the heavy lifting, which... Let's take a pause because I saw a woman ranting and raving on Twitter about how women choose their kids over their man, over their husband, and that's why their marriages don't last, and this, that, and the third. And it reminded me that the only reason a lot of you bitches have to prioritize your husband and your kids from each other is because you married a man that's like another kid in your household. Mm. Because in reality, if you have a partner that's showing up and that's accountable and that's doing the heavy lifting with you on a regular basis, you would figure out real quickly that your kids and your man don't live in the same atmosphere in your life. They don't get the same type of love. They don't have the same type of wants and needs. But that's because y'all married to kids. So that made that grown ass man acting like a kid, acting like he got some of the same needs as your kids, and now he in competition with y'all kids. Which I would like to add to that um, real quick, just as a public service announcement. This is for a lot of things. Um, if y'all can listen to the sound of my voice, I know I sound like slavery, but just bear with me. Um, my people, I want us to learn, and I know it's easier said than done. I definitely know. But I want us to learn and recognize when people are saying inflammatory stuff for the engagement and just ignore them on social media. I know it's yeah, easier true. said than done, but please, I beg. Because I don't know if we talk about the same lady, but I did see a parenting conversation, air quotes, um, happen yesterday when I had happened to log on and I seen the source, and it was a source that literally just thrives for slaying inflammatory shit and thriving for attention. Y'all, we have to ignore these people. And I know it's hard sometimes because they be saying wild shit, but we have to ignore them. It ain't worth it. They just want the attention and the engagement because they can't get it otherwise just being normal. That's just my public service announcement. Thank you for coming to my yeah. Nikki talk. But yeah, so... I say that to say this. Nick Young is like another kid in his household. And as another kid in his household, he don't want to step up. He don't want to learn. He don't want to have a better relationship with his kids. He don't want to be more hands-on. He don't want to be more involved. He want to be the child, a grown child in his house, doing what he want to do. 
and not showing up for his fiance. And that's the bottom black ass line when it comes to that. Claudia Jordan, you are weird. I see why that man is not attracted to you. I see why he don't want kids with you. You got a gambling problem. You got a respect problem. You got a can't shut the fuck up problem. You got a mean problem. And you got an ugly feet problem. You, it's a no for me. <laughs> you have to throw them down feet in <laughs> It's a no for me. I'm never going to forget what this bitch feet look like. And so when you walking around with them type of feet, you don't need to be giving <laughs> ultimatums and demands to not a single motherfucker until you go get a toe transplant. <laughs> you just nasty in spirit, nasty in attitude, nasty in how you use your words, nasty in how you get your pedicures. You just a nasty <laughs> bitch, and I can see why that man ain't attracted to you. I feel like as a collective, we have not seen it for Claudia Jordan, honestly, ever, but in particular, that one season of High Fives Atlanta that she was on. Yeah, that's what turned me off to her. Sure. Yeah, I, like, I feel like it, we just as a people have been like, not this bitch, ever since that one Housewives season. That's absolutely what it's been. That's for sure what it's been. It's been a for me for a long time. Um... I don't have much for Ajwa and Styles P. They just need to really take some time and, and get back into the intimate aspect of their relationship because that's where it's lacking. And I hope that they do that. They got a lot of salt in the game. They've overcome a lot. And so I hope that they can keep pushing with that. Um, who is this like? Uh, Shamari and, and Ronnie DeVoe. <laughs> Them shoulders. <laughs> So they had a, a situation where they tried to have an open marriage and the woman that was involved became obsessed with Shamari and wanted her to leave Ronnie. And it's from the talks of it, Shamari was definitely considering leaving. And then when Ronnie saw that, uh, that's a, a lot of niggas who think they want an open relationship don't want an open relationship when they re realize they partnered a woman is going to get more play than they ever will. Mm. Um, I mean, as a whole, when you when you when you think about it, because I mean, granted, they came and went on um, Housewives Atlanta, but just from the little bit we saw, Ronnie's kind of a dork, and not in a good way. Yeah, he's kind of a dork, but she's she's a dork too. So they dorks and dorks in love, I guess. <laughs> um, this episode coming airing tomorrow supposed to get a little spicy with Nick Young and his baby mama or whatever so I'm looking forward to that I'm actually not disappointed I think this is one of those instances where we get a chance to see couples who have some type of disconnect somewhere but without all of the super extra drama like we see with love and hip hop and so on and so forth so I'm I I like this show honestly. I hope next year that Michael Blackson and Rada are not hosting it, just because I feel like if you were gonna have another a couple host it, let it be a couple that's in a better space. They they in the worst space between all the couples. If anybody should have been in all those styles, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's head over to the DMV for Love and Marriage DC. I think uh, DJ Quick's wife 
uh, Ashley is going in super hot with winter and for no real reason other than she's catty. And she is, I don't want to say jealous, but she has a lot of resentment within her marriage. And so I think she is projecting that onto Ashley for having a gall to walk away from a lying ass nigga who was mm. playing in her face. That's that's how I feel about that. I feel like DJ Quick, uh, Quick Tip, Quick Trip, Quick Time, Quicken, I don't give a fuck. Whatever the nigga quick, I feel like he does not care about the things that his wife wants and needs from him. And she just better shut up and be quiet because he bringing home money. That's what I get from their relationship. You know what? Um, <laughs> you know what an alternate an alternate name to this show should be? Go ahead. Emotionally, emotionally stunted niggas. And women. A lot of these women are are um patriarchal princess. Uh-huh. Much like Monique, though it though it has benefited them for some time, now that they have an itch to find their own independence in things, um now now they're starting to realize just how much they worked against themselves by staying in that bag. That man booked 15 gigs. And did not speak to his wife once. That's that's insane. Like, um, tell, tell somebody you hate them without telling that you that them them that you hate them. Yeah, and Ashley had feels like she was the one attacked by Winter whole time. First things first. I do understand where they're coming from with people using expert relationship, expert life expert and all that stuff. And most and motherfuckers don't be having their shit together. But I felt like they kind of ganged up on Ashley. Like what makes you an expert about this? Well, she got two failed marriages, so she could for sure tell you what not to do. You're right. I never understood that because we kind of see the same thing. Um, oh shit. My bad. Um, we kind of see the same thing. And, um, in fucking uh in in um damn in Huntsville and other shows you know that we've seen that focus on relationships is like well you yours didn't work so how can you you know give anybody anything well I might not know you know is everything to do but I can for that goddamn show say what not to do yeah for sure yeah I thought they were being a little nasty and unkind about that I do think that they made some valid points though especially because in this marriage that she's going through the divorce, um, you let a lot of red flags slip by you. You say you didn't go see his house cause it was a pandemic, but y'all, y'all got married in that same pandemic. You really <laughs> didn't do your homework. <laughs> you didn't know very much about him. And he is a coward because he left. He moved out of the house. Be, be, so he couldn't get served with those papers. From his his business partners. Now, when you say money, when you say it out loud, it is so hilarious. You ain't never been to the bigger house because of the pandemic. Put you married. <laughs> you married the nigga in the same pandemic. You start <laughs> fucking him in the same pandemic. You, you but got not close to him in the same <laughs> in the same pandemic. But whole time you never thought that it was weird that you never spent no time at his home. 
That's you, fucking strange. You and you did get nigga. got. You got got. You dropped the ball. I'm sorry, but like you never been to the nigga house because of the pandemic, but you was able to fuck him in the pandemic. Like, girl, what did you do? Exactly. Like, don't Ooh. give us that pandemic shit. You, oh, you got you whole ass married this man in the pandemic, so that oh. didn't matter much. Um, Monique, Chris, and the kids are you dancer giving us some pandemic punani? Exactly. Uh, Chris, Monique, and their kids are in Africa, and that's pretty much all I really. Oh, ain't that on brand as fuck? <laughs> well, the whole tapestry. When women like Monique, if she really started to do her homework on the motherland, she was so she would be so embarrassed for being a hotepstress for as long as she has been. Yeah. Uh, particularly because a lot of those rituals are they are about strong women and women leading and women mm-hmm. having a voice and women having a say. Yeah. So, you know, boo boo the fool gonna do what she do. Yeah. Um, DJ Quick and uh, um, DJ Quick and the guy going to the gym with their kids. I can't remember his name. I thought that was a good moment when y'all talk when when a lot of men talk about friendship. This is what I imagine thing the type of shit that happens in male friendships. Not just sitting up dragging and dogging women and being fucking weird, but being accountable, being a community. You know, yeah. being there for your friends, kids, having talks with them, especially if they kids really look up to you and see you as somebody important and wise. That's yeah. what you do. DJ Quick yeah. did a good thing. Yeah. Did a good thing. Thought that was good. Thought that was nice to see. That's really uh, all I had to say about DC. You had anything else, friend? Uh, the only thing, I, that was pretty much it for me. Um, Now, ain't Carlos King producing this? Yes. Now, Carlos, now, goddamn, now, I'm trying to be a little patient, lenient, um, but damn it, I need, we need the juice. Yeah. We, we yeah. getting on episode three, four. We, you got, we, you, this is, this was episode three. Now start ushering uh, in the bullshit. Yeah, th- th- there you go. Thank you, friend. I knew it was three or four, one of them, one of, the, one of them, but damn it, we, we getting on four now. You, you need to come with it. We, listen, we know your ass can get messy. Cause hell, you were responsible for that whole shit in Atlanta with Phaedra. But so we know you can get messy. So goddamn it, come on now. For sure. Speaking of Atlanta, we gonna head on to Atlanta where they everybody is taking a trip to New York to see Candy's play. Um, <laughs> I am getting to a point with Candy where. I feel like she's overstaying her welcome because she's becoming extremely unlikable now. Like before she was boring. Yes. But now she's in a competition to keep that peach and she's making herself to be really, really unlikable. And let me, let me say you feel like you run everybody down to Todd and it shows and Todd I don't know what type of nigga you are but ain't no way I will be living in that house with Candy and my name not on the deed Mm. as your partner if it's not ours and it's just yours then I could just be by myself 
Damn, that was balls. Trying to say it again. I don't even know if I could say it again. I'd be the guy tongue tied. <laughs> I just think it's really fucking strange that you and Todd are married and have been married for years and his name is not on their house. Mm-hmm. He and that motherfucker like a roommate. Basically, he a glorified roommate. Which that's sad. And, and then, with that being said, you pissy about him keeping his condo. First of all, it ain't a motherfucker from the East Coast that's from New York, Philly, living Jersey, that would ever let go of a piece of prime New York, New Jersey real <laughs> estate. The fact that he owned that condo and it's as big as it is and it just needs some renovations and some and some upgrades and shit like that and you still complaining, talking about, I don't know why he want to keep this condo because his name on it. Because if you decide to trip, he got a roof over his motherfucking head. Because he got some prime real estate to pass down to his motherfucking kids. Like, I ain't trying to be funny, but we know that goddamn condo in New Jersey probably worth double that goddamn house in Georgia. Yeah. And I'm not even saying that, like, Candy House is nothing to laugh at. I'm saying that's how much real estate, that's how valuable real estate is in on the East Coast. Also, can I be honest? I, to, to, to your point about Candy uh, becoming just more and more unlikable, I feel like I, I don't... Um, shit, I'm trying to formulate my thoughts. Okay, I got it. I do think that Todd and Candy definitely have problems in their marriage. Um, it shows. But I also feel like Candy is kind of creating additional problems in their marriage that they don't need to have for the sake of staying on this show and having something to talk about. Yeah. Because part of me feels like, Candy, you can't be this goddamn dumb. And insufferable. Yeah, she's pretty insufferable. And she don't... I, I guess the part that shocked me is she don't give a fuck about Ty's feelings. Like, when he was on the bus kind of talking about, you know, how he do feel like Candy is so used to having all the attention on her that she don't know how to be a supportive partner when it comes to stuff he got going. And she was rolling her eyes and sucking her teeth the whole time. He coming to you and telling you what the issue is. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, at your big-ass age, Candy, you can't be that emotionally inept that, like, your partner, your whole-ass husband, like come to you with something and you just be like, oh, here this bitch go again. Like, you can't be that damn dumb. So I feel like... That's the exact energy energy she was giving. Like, oh my God, this nigga, here he go again with his thoughts and feelings. And no no shade, Candy, but girl... Oh, I'm sorry. Now, granted, some of it was definitely justified, especially with the whole Phaedra thing, but girl... Damn there don't nobody on this show cry more than you. So you got a whole lot of damn dirt but audacity to, to say it that way towards Todd. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 
I, I thought she was super unlikable this episode. I thought she was hella dismissive of Todd this episode. Um, and it, like I said, I've been, we've been called it. Can, Candy is not that girl. She's not. She's not that girl. And so I just was looking like, mm. Also, having vibrating panties delivered to people's houses by people half naked. Weird. It's fucking weird. It's fucking weird. Is first of all, you got the sex appeal of a net. <laughs> and you keep trying to force this sexy, sexual. Oh, out in the open with a narrative, but you was crying when motherfucker said you was sucking dick in the locker room. Yeah. Is you a freaky bitch or not? But stay out of people love life. And like, if people solicit your advice, cool. But like, you be trying to force the shit on people. Like, stop, stop being a weirdo. Um, Sonya Richards Ross and husband still not given attractive couple. Give us something. Yeah, because at this Give point, I don't at this point, I don't even care that they're attractive. <laughs> Wait, um, I'm sorry. Like it's bad. Drew and I mean, Ralph. A nigga named Ralph. Drew and Ralph. Ralph is a typical classic narcissist. The shit that he's done is very common when people who are narcissistic and, you know, sociopaths, the way he treats Drew. I don't like their therapist. I don't like that trying to meet both parties in the middle shit. Get with a therapist that's going to tell you when you're right and tell you when you're wrong. Ralph was wrong. Drew had a point. You do something nice for me after we have a big blow up and you think it's just supposed to take care of what we had the blow up about. Mm-hmm. I don't think Drew was being unreasonable. I don't think Drew ruined no moment. If Ralph was really interested in having a healthy relationship, that moment where they both calm, where they both cool, when they both in a an environment has been created for communication because love is being shown, that is the perfect time to unpack and talk about some of these issues to see how you can dead them and move forward in a better manner. So I, I wasn't pleased with the therapist and what he was talking about. Yeah. They need uh what's the uh, they need the one from uh from Huntsville. Yeah. That's what they need. Yeah. That's what that specifically yeah. Drew. That's who I mean not Drew, uh Ralph specifically. Yeah, that's who they need. So yeah, I thought the therapist sucked in this whole situation. But when I they were in like, New York, I do not like Ralph. I do not like him at all. Um, I feel sorry for Drew because that assistant guy, whoever that guy is, he needs to be fired immediately. There is never a reason for you to be having conversation about the woman you work for, her husband, and his sexuality in any capacity because it's not your business. It's That's not your correct. business. And you and posting a picture of two men taking like sending a picture of uh, two men in a picture, literally just smiling in a picture. And then alluding to to one or both parties being gay is fucking weird, and it's homophobic. Uh, yeah, I was about to say homophobia jumped out. So, 
like, and Sheree, I do, let me say this. I am on Sheree's side with not carrying that bone. She didn't carry that bone until she had to straighten Drew about this assistant who has shit to say about everybody, even your ass. That's literally it. I feel like if Drew hadn't started running her mouth about Sheree based on shit the assistant told, we would have never seen, we would have never got wind of those text messages. But while we talking about Sheree, where your convict? <laughs> Why his mind was... <laughs> Hey, hey, man. To get a busy signal when you calling somebody in 2022, that is fucking wicked. That's nasty. When word. the last time you got a busy signal when you call somebody? It is it has been many a moon. That oh, nigga using you, Sheree. Again, I keep that saying, nigga don't want to be with you. I I cannot wait till we get to the part where Marlo Huggins is saying, Sheree, love yourself. That nigga be, do not want you. How that man like, had how far is Philadelphia from New York City? Like two hours. Okay, that motherfucker couldn't be bothered to to use two hours of his time to come see you. You was literally his next door neighbor. Is it a train that go from Philly to New York? No. Oh. You could take you could take the Chinatown bus or you could drive. That's about it, baby. Okay, so yeah, ain't no excuses. If he wanted to, he would have. Instead, he made himself ghost, and you was getting a busy signal when you was calling. So while you got the most, to, while you got all this to say about Ralph and Drew, you literally playing. You literally on the wrong show, bitch. You belong on Love After Lockup. <laughs> right. You belong on We TV. <laughs> because that man wasn't nowhere to be found and he knew you were nothing but two hours away from him. Real, and he real, didn't want to see you. Real lockdowns of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> he did not want to see you. That man used you for conjugal jackoffs at, at the, at, down at the station, Sheree, and that's all. For sure. I don't have anything to say. I, what I will say is seeing Kenya as a mom is she, it, that's a really endearing quality. Yeah. I agree that's that. it. That's all I got. That's all I got for Kenya. Um, And for her being and for her calling Ralph out. A nigga named Ralph. Like Ralph is very fucking awful to Drew. Has been. We have never liked that nigga since his inception on the this, show. No, we have never liked Ralph. Never like he 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 look first of all, he looks like a mole rat. Secondly, he treats Drew like shit. And three, he is not. I mean, granted, it, you know, he should ne- you should never treat your partner shitty, but he is not the nigga that he thinks he is to be treating anybody the way that he does. Correct. Correct. Um, that's it. We going to D- we going to Huntsville? Yes. Take us in. Uh so I wanna I wanna start off by saying this. Um I don't know what y'all got in Huntsville. Um I don't know if y'all got a a Publix or a Piggly Wiggly or uh a, a, a Sam's. I don't know what y'all got in Huntsville. What I do know is that apparently you motherfuckers have hands. 
Um, as, as, as my friend alluded to her, AKA, um, so first of all, shout out to recognized taste. One of our longest, uh, supporters and fans of the show. She sent us a DM. Um, um, she sent us a DM that of a video that was, was it TikTok or Instagram? Can I think it was, I think it was Instagram. It was either Instagram or TikTok, one of the two. Um, it was an IG live IG where live, yes, initially yes. Wanda, Bigfoot Wanda got on mm-hmm. Instagram live and said that Martel and Melody's oldest daughter does not belong to Martel, which then set off, sent off a chain effect because Melody pulled up on Wanda. Melody and Martel pulled up on Wanda. And when I guess Wanda was having some tasting event for her food, her catering, whatever the case may be. But she got pulled up on the cameras was there. And then Martel, it is rumored that Martel and Marceau got into a physical fight over Wanda's shenanigans. And let me just say, it has got to be a very, very cold day in hell because I support Martel whooping anybody ass close to Wanda until she learned to shut the fuck up about them people kids. So if it's got to be, if it's got to be Marceau, if it's got to be uh, Wanda's, I mean, Tisha's cousins, grandpas, uncles, whoever the fuck, it's got to happen because this woman continues to speak on their kids. This is not her first uh, faux pas when it comes to speaking on Melody and Martel's kids. And sometimes you just got to beat a motherfucker ass. And since you a woman and I can't beat your motherfucking ass, I'm going to beat somebody ass close to you. I'm going to beat a nigga ass close to you every time I see him until you learn to shut up. Because that's not your place to tell. Do you know the the harm you could do to their children with some shit like that? Even if it was true, it's not your place to tell it. It's not. And especially for someone, well, this is how you know one the nasty type of bitch. Because especially for someone who loves to carry on and be as fake overprotective of the of their daughter as you are, Tisha, you would think to keep keep people's kids and name out your goddamn mouth. That's all I'm saying. Because, That's all I'm saying. Because you be ready to go to you be fake ready to go to war for Tisha and Tisha a grown ass titty woman. Yep. Which now we're gonna hop into the episode. Segway John. Huh. Um, Jalen checked Wanda about calling people bitches, and that that was pretty much it for that scene. But what I do want to discuss is the conversation that Maurice and Marceau had because we I said this last week. I said it on the show and I said it on Twitter that Wanda is the person that brings the most chaos into Marceau and Tisha's marriage and Tisha don't see it. Nobody else is bringing Tisha all these fucking cheating rumors. It's her mama bringing it to her door to have a storyline. Cause she bring the rumors. Then she start acting like she's Superman and she will beat anybody ass who doing Tisha wrong whole time. It ain't no motherfucking body doing shit to that girl, but you. And that's also, exactly Good. Also, Marcel, you are lying. 
They pulled up a picture on Instagram from the date you said you was in Atlanta with Chris. Chris was with Martel celebrating his birthday. But just want to get that out there. You was with somebody. But we we do not know if it was some woman and you was at a hotel. That's all I will say. But you was not with Chris. Correct. Now, after that, Wanda keeps too much shit going. And Wanda is the problem. And Wanda does the most harm between Tisha and Marceau. And Tisha talk about, my mom not trying to ruin our marriage. You put that charge on Melody, but your mama the one always bringing shit to your doorstep. Mm. Funny how that works. Whole time you doing that shit, you want Marceau to give you $30,000 to start a food truck. How do that work? How do you keep chaos up, chaos up in somebody's life and then want $30,000 from them? Literally trying to bite the hand that could be feeding you. He's a goofy bitch, boy. Goofy. Very goofy. Um... I would so is Kiki delayed? <laughs> I mean, she, I mean, she. I don't. She, I don't have much to say about Tiffany in this conversation about kids. If you can't make time for intimacy with your husband, that's the first step in pregnancy. Fucking yeah. If you're her not time, making time to, to give up, yeah. If you're not making time to give up no uterus, what you gonna do? <laughs> give up you <laughs> if you're not but, trying to get your guts filled what's next how you gonna have a baby i mean also 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 uh not sorry i'm not trying to see her on lurch not sorry i'm sorry but they have kids who are getting older by the day i would not be starting over also that so you know how that go um what's wrong with kiki so Mel, first yes. of all i love Mel's rebrand on her skincare product it sounds more luxe it sounds more expensive seventh avenue premier skincare sounds way better than embrace to me the right embrace sounds like somebody remember back in the day when uh we had tech signatures embrace sounds like somebody tech signature yeah yeah i love the rebrand on the skincare line it sounds luxe it sounds like I want to try it. So congratulations on that. Congratulations on motherfuckers not crashing your shit. Right? Right. But we got Kiki and I I don't necessarily like Stormy face, but I like Stormy. <laughs> Cuz okay. Stormy said what we was all thinking about Kiki. Okay. I'm laughing because I've been thinking that for a while, but I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> like, no, St- Stormy is unattractive, but Stormy always <laughs> is right on point with assessments of people on the show. I don't want to be bothered with no bitch like Kiki. I don't like Tisha. Never claimed to. But if I'm Tisha cousin, I'm not running around talking shit about my cousin to people that I know don't fuck with my cousin. Period. I, I, I feel like much like you, like we say with Wanda, Wanda trying to keep a storyline. I feel like Kiki is trying to get a place on this show because why are you still here? Why are you still here? You don't have no reason to be here. 
And Marceau said it best when he had, when him and Tisha had dinner with uh, Maurice and Kimmy. Kiki was used as a pawn multiple yes. times. Mel yeah. used Kiki as a pawn. Mm-hmm. She she got it. She played herself. Mm-hmm. You a snake. I wouldn't want to be friends with nobody like you. I wouldn't want to get to know nobody like you. If somebody like if you could do that to somebody that you grew up with, basically like a sister, I don't stand a chance, bitch. Right. When the shit hit the fan, I don't stand a chance, bitch. You going for my you going for the motherfucking jugular with me because you went for the motherfucking jugular with your cousin. With your Over own some blood. shit that happened. That was many, many years ago. And you've and received that, ample and multiple apologies behind it. You right. use goofy. Right. Which again, I keep I keep going back to this. That's why I said why she's still here, because like, nigga, the conflict was resolved. <laughs> the conflict, as a matter of fact, the conflict was resolved before y'all <clears throat> before Mel even brought you on this damn show. It's it's done, it's been dead. Cause Tisha apologized. So, so what the fuck did you even Tisha, say? Yeah, you, you you being weird, and I don't I don't like that. And I agree with Stormy. I don't want to be friends with nobody that's weird that like that. Then gonna yeah. go and try to act like Kimmy did something wrong. You put Kimmy in a fucked up situation. Kimmy didn't put you in no fucked up situation. You put Kimmy in a fucked up situation. And as Kimmy said, there's no way that I would have been able to sit there, be a part of that conversation, listen to that conversation be quiet and, or any of that nature and then ha- still work on my relationship with Tisha. Kimmy right. wants to have a better relationship with Tisha than Kimmy did what she had to do. She had to tell Tisha about that conversation. There was no way if Tisha found out about this conversation later on down the line and she didn't hear about it from Tisha. I mean, from Kimmy. That would have opened up a whole nother can of worms. And she wouldn't have been solid. In my opinion, her her coming to Tisha made her solid because it's about right versus wrong. Kimmy has always said she don't choose sides. She pick right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Mel, Ki, and Kiki was wrong. Tisha shouldn't have been a topic of conversation, period. Correct. So you standing there talking about, well, what I said was facts. It's a lot of shit that's facts. It don't mean you go and talk to somebody who don't fuck with your people. Yeah. Facts, if they facts or not. That wasn't a conversation you were supposed to have in male's presence. Yeah. And a bunch of women who don't really know Tisha. Like you can't you can't move like the ops and then get mad when people say you the ops. Period. Cause cause Kiki, you you moving like the ops. And then Marceau talking about I've given Wanda grace, I give Martel grace, but not Melon. Why are you giving anybody grace when it comes to your marriage? A motherfucker shouldn't feel comfortable speaking on your marriage, period, if they know you. Well. You can't control what motherfuckers say on the internet. The internet gonna do what the internet won't do all the time. But nobody around you, nobody in your circle, nobody you consider family, nobody close to you should be speaking on your marriage in any capacity. That yes, include correct. Wanda, Kiki, Martel, and everybody else. If the, like you said last week, friend, if the shit is true, it's gonna come to the light. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just, you know, kind of like. 
Nobody deserves grace, especially at the expense of Tisha. Because I would cuss Miss Wanda out for real, for real. So I just, I, I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to make that clear, you know, to talk about that. It's it's supposed to get spicier. Because next week, next week, Tisha family going to run down on Marceau. Which I feel like, I feel like we, we've been leading up to that. Like, I'm surprised it hadn't happened sooner. Yeah. Because I feel like the, the potential for that has always been there. Mm-hmm. But, I We're mean, we going to get to see it next week. With that, and then apparently um, with, you know, this the all, the other stuff with Martel and Marceau potentially being in a physical altercation. I want the reunion now. Yes. Yeah, Give me that, the reunion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because y'all have real life beef in the uh, off when the cameras ain't rolling. I want I want it. I'd give it here. Yeah, I, Let me taste a little it. bit. And inject it into a my veins. taste. Please, all of it. This the mess I'm here for. Because yeah, I love when the girls toss them. Me too. Especially the the battle of the ball bad bitches. The battle bad of build. The ball. <laughs> Battle of the ball, bitches. Okay. Battle of the ball. BBB. BBB. All right, man. <laughs> we out, y'all. We out, man. Happy holiday, y'all. Be safe. No drinking and driving. Get an Uber. Sober up. Stay home. Have somebody take you home. Don't get behind the wheel of no car. Take nobody's life or yours. We love y'all. We'll see y'all back next week. Peace. We out.